Let's do this. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Kimberly. As you know, we're really getting into this movie, all the details, all the extras. So if you haven't seen it, pause it, go watch the movie, come on back. Now on to the episode. Hi, it's Megan and Kimberly and you've entered room 237. What are we doing today? We are doing Scream. Yay! <laughs> A little, um background about Scream. Okay. So I saw this movie in the theater with my what, mom. Really? I did. Because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. With my mom, my stepdad at the time, and my little brother. It was like a, a family outing. Which... Apparently. It seems like a weird movie to choose. But it is. Well, wait, so you were like what? 13, 12, 13? Yes. I was born in 83. Okay. 13? 13. <laughs> and so my brother was 10. A little young, like thirteen. Okay, I don't because this is probably what PG thirteen is it R? Should no, they it say? should be it's R. Probably it's R. They prob- say fuck it a has to be times. R. Right. Um, I don't think they knew it would just look like a little teenage movie. Well, she was you letting you watch like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit when you were five years old. So. I remember watching this, and after that first scene, um, people got up and left. They were just really? like, "Yep, too much." Wow, I don't remember if I saw this in the theater first or what. I was a freshman in high school when this movie <laughs> came out. Of course you were. Fuck you. <laughs> My brother was one year away from graduating high school. Wow. Because he's an old man. Yeah. I'm old too, so I can't talk. Let's talk. Let's do some fun facts. Let's do Moving it. Moving on from my age. Moving <laughs> on from your old ass. Rude. Um, Rude. So, Scream was released on December 20th, 1996. Holly jolly holiday I know, movie. just in time for Christmas. <laughs> it was directed by Wes Craven, who, as y'all all know, did A Nightmare on Elm Street and The Serpent and the Rainbow. Which we've already done. So if you haven't listened to it. Give it a listen. It's it fantastic, is. if I do say so myself. <laughs> it's we one were of my on, faves. Look, we were on fire that day. I thought so. I wish Our more people would listen to it. The banter witty. was top notch. <laughs> Amazing banter. This uh, movie has a Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score of only 79% feels like it should be higher it follows has 95 percent yeah i thought and i don't know if it's nostalgia maybe 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 it is maybe runtime 111 minutes which listen when i I was watching this today it felt like about 500 minutes i thought i would never finish i had to do it in two parts because there's so much dialogue to take notes on. It, it My takes... notes are so long. <laughs> you don't want to know how Y'all many pages. strap on in. Strap in. It's going to be a long one. I swear to God, it's over 35 pages. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it stars Neff Campbell as Sydney. And she's in Party of Five, House of Cards, and Wild Things. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that scene. The Kevin Bacon t- uh, dick movie. <laughs> <laughs> and also the lesbian pool scene. Yes, that's that's pretty much all that movie's known for. It pretty much is. Yeah. I, I don't think I've even seen the whole movie. I think I just fast forwarded <laughs> to that scene and I was like, yeah. I went and saw Wild Things in the theater. I don't know why. we went. I went with a, a few friends and I remember it was rated R. And sometimes, usually they don't check your ID. They're like, whatever, you, can, you know. They were checking IDs. And if you were not like 17, they were not letting you in. Because they knew what was up. Yeah, it was crazy. So it also stars Skeet Ulrich as Billy. I love him. And he was in The Craft, mm. one of my love faves, that, that which we'll do at some point. Yeah. 
uh, Riverdale, the TV show, and Miracles, which is also a TV show. Look, it was only on for one season. Oh, Carrie Poe and I, when we lived together, loved oh, of this. this show. It was so good. You have to see if you can find it somewhere. I will. You know, it got canceled after one season, which made me really sad because it was so good. This was too before, like kind of like Firefly. Mm, exactly. This was before you could record shows, right? When it was out, so maybe two thousand one, two thousand two, that time period. And I was working at the mall, and I would get off. It started at nine, and we would get off the mall closed at nine. So I would like quickly do my stuff and get home by nine fifteen. And miss like the first half so we could watch this show. Oh my goodness. It was so good. We were Maybe so I'll devastated. Take a <laughs> um, it also has Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, which we all know, Monica from Friends. I mean, do we even need to say? No, we don't. Like, need. Courtney Cox. <laughs> right. She she don't need no introduction. No. And Cougar Town, if you haven't seen it. Never has watched, Rose never McGowan, that. and she plays Tatum, and she's in Grindhouse and Charmed. David Arquette as Dewey. He was in Jack and the Neverland. Jack. So, I wrote that wrong. It's oh. Jake and the Neverland oh, Pirates. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I'm so sorry. I only put it, it's a kid's TV show. I only put it on there because when my nephews were little, they loved Jake oh, and the I've Neverland never Pirates. I've never heard of it. It's like a cartoon. No, that's why. Yeah. Never been kissed. And then lots of other shit that we've never heard of. Yeah, lots of crazy, like, I don't know. But he's, the Arquette family, everybody yeah, knows them. Like, he's famous. Courtney Cox, Arquette, and David Arquette. Right, they Are they still married? married? No, they're divorced. Oh, no. They got divorced a long time ago. Oh, they sucks. have a kid together, though, so. Okay, so their legacy remains. It's exactly. Uh, it has Matthew Lillard as steward. He's in lots of Scooby-Doo shit and without a paddle. Legit, when I was looking at his IMDb, it's 90% Scooby-Doo stuff. <laughs> It's outrageous. He was born for that role, pretty he, much. He is shaggy. He is, without a doubt. Mm. He was in all the Scooby-Doos, well, without a Well, like paddle. a lot of the cartoon stuff, too, he does the voice. Oh, uh, no wonder. Yeah. He's getting that Scooby chat. Right? 13 Ghosts and Hackers. I love Hackers. all those movies. I do, too. I have 13 Ghosts sitting right in this chair next to me. Oh. I had two copies for some reason, and I gave one to my sister, and she already had it. Oh, no, I gave her two accidentally because I was cleaning out my DVDs. And so she gave me one back. And then my mom lost it in her car. And I just now got it back. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun story. It's not cool really story, There bro. you go. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jamie Kennedy as Randy. And he is in Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> oh, I yeah. know. Terrible. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. And all the screams like one through three. Was he in? No, I'm thinking of Seth Green. Oh, I was like, was he in Can't Hardly Car- Wait? Special K. Yeah. <laughs> Same character. Yes, basically. Uh, we got Drew Barrymore as Casey Becker. And I mean, it's Drew Barrymore. Y'all know what she's Do been we have in. to tell you? I don't think exactly. so. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. It's Everything. I love her so much. Mm. Um. So a fun fact, the use of caller ID increased more than three times after this film was released. I guess because everyone wanted to know who the fuck was calling Right? Them. They're like, I'm not answering that Mm-mm. phone for any crazy phone space. You ain't gonna get me. It was originally titled Scary Movie. Scary Movie was later used as a title of a film franchise used to parody this and other horror movies. Yeah. All like the Wayne's brother. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? She's married to Chris Pratt. And, Anna Ferris. Yes. Or Anna Ferris, whatever her name is. It's the 20th highest grossing horror film in the U.S. and the highest grossing slasher genre film. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. It is. That's real good. You do you, girl. Go ahead. 
Tell us some facts about 1996. 1996. Megan was a freshman in high school, and it was a tough time for us, okay? Kimberly was 13. Bruh, rude. Probably hormonal as hell. No doubt. Oh, for sure. Dolly the clone sheep was born on July 5th, and she was named after Dolly Parton because the DNA used to clone her came from mammary gland cell. Well, we know why. a a titty cell. A titty. (laughs) Sadly, I have two sad facts for you, and then we'll get into some fun ones that aren't sad. Jean-Benet Ramsey was murdered, six-year-old Jean-Benet Ramsey, and the case is still unsolved to this day. Although many amateur <laughs> yes. internet sleuths Very famous true crime story. Tupac Shakur, R.I.P. Oh, my favorite rapper of all time. I cried so hard. Did you? Oh, my God. And he then was I just killed sat in a out with my CDs the whole and night. And then to Bill this Murray. day, people think that he didn't really die, that he was like still alive as Machiavelli, you know, putting so. CDs out and shit. So the top five movie grossing movies of the year are Independence Day, great movie, mm. Twister, great. Look, I love it. It's not good, but it's so good. Mission Impossible, the first one, The Rock, which one I of, oh actually haven't seen. Oh my god, it's so good, <laughs> so good. And Ransom, which is before Mel Gibson. We all knew he was yeah. a racist. Oh yeah, that's when. His son mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. And then, like, the son ended up like peeing, and that's how he knew. Okay, I don't remember okay. that, but <laughs> <laughs> cool. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So the top five songs of the year, according to Billboard, were number one, Macarena. <laughs> Kim. Uh, no. Macarena. Yeah. By Los Rios. One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Uh, because you loved me by Celine Dion my which who you love god I love her so much nobody knows by the Tony Rich project I don't know okay I was like I don't know um and then always be my baby by Mariah Carey great song Mariah Carey was having a great year. Yeah, she was. Okay. Good job for you, girl. This is before she got her titties done, too, so that uh-huh. she's still, like, normally chested. And her voice was still great. Agreed. So let's get into it. All right. Let's get into the movie. It opens. The telephone is ringing. And this is, like, immediately, we, you know, we see Casey. It's Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. She's playing Casey. And she's in this super cute blonde bob wig, which I am feeling. See, I said a terrible little blonde okay, wig. Okay, I love it. You love it? I, I think this her, is a good look for her. I love her oversized, like, cream cable knit sweater. I love it, too. too. She's, she's, she looks cute. She's doing it. I'm here for it. The guy on the phone is really weird, but Casey doesn't seem that faced by it. Let me give you the convo. Are you ready? <laughs> I copied and pasted it from somewhere because oh. I was not trying to type this out. Smart. She says, hello, and the phone voice goes, hello. And Casey goes, yes. And he says, who is this? Bitch, you called her. <laughs> the fuck? And Ooh, she's like, this? well, who are you trying to reach? And he goes, what number is this? You dialed right. this number. This is at the point where you got me fucked up. I would have hung, hung up. I would have hung up. I would have hung up immediately. And he's like, and she goes, well, what number are you trying to reach? And he goes, I don't know. Look, if you can't be bothered to know who you're calling or who what number you're calling, then we don't need to talk. Wait, it's not time to be on the phone yet. You need to get your shit in order first. But he's like, I don't know. And she goes, I think you have the wrong number. And he says, do, do I? I? 
And she goes, it happens. Take it easy. And hangs up. So gleeful. She's so cheerful at this Mm -hmm. point in the night. (laughs) So she hangs up. The phone rings again right away. And it's the same guy. And now he's like, look, I'm just calling to apologize for calling you earlier. Which, okay. And she tries to hang up, but he's like, wait, I want to talk to you for a second. But she's just like, I don't have for that. Yeah, she doesn't have time for it. She's like, they have 900 numbers for that. And she hangs up. And I'm like, ha, 900 numbers. I know, a thing like, of the past. This is before internet porn, Right, I, think. I was about to say, now we have Pornhub. Exactly, Pornhub's out there for us all. It's free, get into it. <laughs> so we see a view from outside their home, and we see a tree with a swing in it. So inside, Casey is making some popcorn on the stove and i'm like do you not have a microwave like that, why did you pop on the stove pop. but okay it's so we can have a fire later yes, but it's annoying absolutely. so the phone rings again and she picks it up look after two calls i'm not answering that phone anymore i'm no unplugging more. it and i'm done for the night yeah i'm gonna eat my popcorn mm-hmm, and live my life but she answers and it's the guy again we're gonna call him pv from the rest of this scene because I don't know his name and it's the phone voice. And he wants to know her name, but she's like, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not telling you my name. And he asks her what that noise is because she's in there shaking the popcorn. And she's like, oh, I'm making I'm popcorn. Making popcorn. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I only eat popcorn at the movies. And Casey says, well, I'm going to, to watch a video. A video. Who a says video? <laughs> that I just got from Blockbuster. Okay. And he wants to know what she's going to watch. And she says, oh, a scary movie. Just some scary movie. And so he's like, okay, what's your favorite scary movie? And Casey is like, well, I don't know. But PV goes, look, girl, you have a fave. Okay? Like, as they're having this conversation. It's like all flirty. She's and like, like sedatively leaning over the counter. And she's like fingering this long ass knife from the butcher's the block. knife block, right? And I'm like, like mm, is this sexy? I don't know. Mm. But she's feeling it now. I don't give it. But she tells him her, she says Halloween. And she says, you know the one with the guy in the white mask who goes around and stalks babysitters? I have so many quotes in my notes. It's out of control. And she asks what his favorite is. And he says, why don't you guess? So she goes, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And he says, oh, I like that movie. And she goes, yeah, the first one was good, but all the rest of them sucked. Ha ha. Right. This is like a, because Wes Craven only jacked the first one. And she's going around her house now, and she's locking, like, a door or two. And she she locks at least three more doors throughout the scene. This house is huge. Why are these doors all unlocked? I do not sit around my house with a door unlocked. Never. Ever. ever. If you I'm won't in the run home, up on me. If I'm in the home, the door is locked. Right. Windows, doors. The only time I unlock the door is when I know you're going to be here in a few minutes, and yep. I unlock it so you can walk in. But she locks the door. She passes it. And he asks her if she has a boyfriend. And she's all coy and like, why? <laughs> why do you want to know? You, you want to ask me on a date? date? I'm like, girl, quit playing like, the girl, field. Have you not seen scary movies before? <laughs> Hang up the phone. Okay. Quit. He's like, maybe. And she tells him, no, I don't have a boyfriend. So he's like, well, you never told me your name. And she wants to know why he wants to know her name. And he says, I want to know who I'm looking at. Goosebumps. <laughs> and now she's a little like, ah. What the fuck did you just I'm say? Sorry, I thought we were having a chill combo, and now this. And she Come goes, again? What? And he says, <clears throat> I want to know who I'm talking to. Yeah. And she's like, that's, that's not, not what, what you said. said. <laughs> nah, bro. 
She's scared now. She's scared. So she turns on the outside light on the patio, and she looks around, but she doesn't say anything. So she tells PV, Can she's, I just say, this backyard is foggier than a fucking New York Orleans swamp. Like, it is so foggy out there just setting that stage. Like, this is what, California, I think? We're in California, and, like, she has all look like weather. That? Yeah. So it must be chilly. Is it fo- Maybe they're near San Francisco. It's foggy a lot there. That is true. They have a nice pool. It's a nice house. Everybody Everyone in this movie has nice houses. Immaculate homes. Everyone. They're Beautiful. all rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. But she tells him that she has to go, and he's like, I thought we were going to go we're out. Gonna go. She's like, nah. Nope. Nah, bro. I don't, I don't think so. And she locks the back door, which was open. Mm-hmm. Well, he also, He's like, don't hang up on me. I was getting there. Oh, my bad. So she goes to hang up, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, don't hang up on me. <laughs> but she doesn't hear, and she straight up hangs up. Yep. The phone rings again. Ugh. Girl, don't answer. It's not safe. Mm-mm. It's not, but she does. This time she's a little peeved. She's like, yes, but you know who it is. PV. <laughs> it's PV. And he just wants to talk. And she's like, you know what? Dial somebody else. And she hangs up. She's, she can't. She can't she deal can't with it. She can't be bothered. So she heads into the kitchen to take the popcorn off the stove because it's popping. And right before she grabs the popcorn, the phone rings again. Now she's mad. This time she says, listen, listen asshole. asshole. And he says, now you listen, you little bitch. Hang up on me again. I'll gut you like a fish. You understand me? Yeah. I, can, I didn't even have to write quotes <laughs> for this. And I'll tell you why. Because I would reenact this whole entire scene. Robert, my little brother, had the scream mask and like a retractable oh, no. knife. And like the whole get up. Oh, y'all are so weird. I swear to God. And we were like make our mom watch us this first scene <laughs> and we acted out line by line and she'd be like good job y'all did such a good job this time we're like fuck yeah nailed it wow yeah. wow your childhood is just so fun <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird and it's what made you you though exactly then you're so weird but now our girl is terrified and she's like if this is a joke it's you know not funny but PV says it's more of a game mm-hmm. And then he says, can you handle that? Blondie. Blondie. Ooh, she's scared now. She runs to the front door to lock it because it's wide ass. It's not open, but it's straight up unlocked. I I can't with these unlocked doors. It just pisses me off. No murderer is just walking into my home. No, I got Vivian, girl. Mm -hmm. Like, ain't nobody coming in there. But she locks the front door, and the front door has glass at the top. So she looks out of the top but she doesn't see anything and he goes can you see me yeah. <laughs> so he knows she's looking and she says listen I am two seconds from calling the police and he says nah girl they'll never get here on nah, time girl you live in the middle of nowhere you would <laughs> be nobody bitch out here. and honestly in a few minutes we see the cornfield right yeah. next to her house like it's pretty desolate so she asks him what he wants <laughs> I mean I feel like he's told you at this point but he says to see what your insides look like. Ooh, no. He's really bad at flirting. Like, damn, bro, chill. Like, like it's not. <laughs> Calm it down. Right? You've ruined any chance at a dick appointment. Okay, she doesn't want you, okay? This is what happens when you tell men you don't want to fuck them. Right. Then they want to know what your insides look like. Exactly. In a gross way, though. Yeah, not in not like a sexy like way. Beat them guts up. Right. Okay. Which is also not also, sexy. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we digress. <laughs> So I think she hangs up at this point. It's not made clear, but then the doorbell rings and she screams and she goes, who's there? Who's there? She says it twice. And then the phone rings again and PV is like, girl, 
you should never say who's there. <laughs> Have you not seen a scary movie? Mm-hmm. Are you dumb? That's a death wish. You might as well come out here to investigate the strange noise. Dumb bitch. She's, she's in full down. He has no time no, for her no. shit. She's in full on meltdown mode. She's freaking. And she says, listen, you've had your fun, but you need to quit and leave or else my boyfriend will be here any second and he'll be pissed when he finds out. And then she's about to other my favorite line of the whole movie. Mine too. And PV is like, you said you didn't have a boyfriend, bitch. And Casey says, well, I lied. He's big, and he plays football, and he'll kick the shit out of you. I love it so much. I've said that so many times in my entire <laughs> life. I don't know how many. It's so good. It is. I know so, what he say. He says, oh, I'm so scared. He's such a dick. Yeah. I'm shaking, shaking in, in my, my little boots. boots. <laughs> and he goes, his name wouldn't be Steve, Steve would, would it? it? And she goes, how do you know his name? And he says, turn on the patio light. Again. Because he knows she already did. And now we see poor Steve. And he is tied to a chair. He's got tape on his mouth. I think he's taped to the chair. Yeah. He's got his Letterman jacket on because they really want to emphasize that he did play football. Exactly. And she wasn't lying about that. And he's handsome. And he's all bloody because I guess he's gotten beat up. Yeah. He's uh. You know, he's like, ah. he's in a way. <laughs> and Casey screams and she unlocks the door to go out to him. But PV's like, I wouldn't do I that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> so she closes the door and he says, I want to play a game. Let's play the game. Or Steve's going to die right now. So, I mean. Which one do you want to do? You know, pick. Just decide. And she says, okay, I'll play. And he says, turn off the patio light. He's, I love how Steve is like, when she turns him off, he's like, Steve's mm, like, mm, mm. like, really, bitch? Really? You going to leave me out here in the dark, cool. bitch? Cool, 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 But she does. And she ducks down. She's got one of those big old school TVs. <laughs> <That's>, you know. <laughs> and she ducks down behind it and kind of like unplugs the lamp right next to it because that he knows where you are, girl. Yeah. But whatever. PV says, you need to answer a question correctly. And Steve lives. Simple game. Easy peasy pumpkin squeezy. Because it's pumpkin spice <laughs> season. Got you. He gives her, he's like, I'm going to give you a warm-up question. No big deal. And he asks her to name the killer in Halloween. He's like, come on, it's your favorite movie. The whole, she, you know, she's distraught, y'all. She, she's she's like, crying. <laughs> she's like, I can't, I don't know. You know, you can't think he's when like, you're he's stressed. He's encouraging, though. He's like, come on, girl. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's your favorite movie. You come on, this, girl. Come on. And she's begging and crying, asking him to stop. And then she says, okay, it's Michael. And he says, good, good see, job. very good. You got this. Okay, let's do it for real. Now let's get into it. (laughs) And she's like, no, please stop. Don't do this. But he's like, girl, I'm not. I already told you we're doing this. Like, So let's go. We're past the point of no return. I'm sorry. And he tells her, name the killer in Friday the 13th. And this time she's like, Jason. Jason, Jason, Jason. And she's pumped. And she's. She She's jumps like, up this. and PV goes, girl, sorry about nope. you, but that's wrong. And she's like, it's not wrong. I've seen that movie 20, 20 goddamn, goddamn times. times. And he says, well, if you've seen <laughs> it, then you would have known <laughs> that. You should know. Mrs. Voorhees. It was his mama. Jason's mama is the killer in the original movie. And I'm like, you poor dumb Ooh. bitch. <laughs> mm. R.I.P. Steve. <laughs> lucky for you. And she goes, you tricked me. And he's, yeah, he's like, well, lucky for you. There's a bonus round, but poor, poor Steve. Steve. He's out. And then we hear Steve cry and we hear some squishy, bloody body mm-hmm. sounds. A bunch of gutting and gurgling. We don't see anything. And then Casey turns the patio light back on and poor Steve has been gutted. We see yeah. some intestines. He works real fast. Real quick. Real quick. 
And Casey goes into shock mode. She is like, oh, good God. And she sinks back down to the ground. She's still got the phone in her hand, but it's not at her ear. She'll and know what then to do. we hear PV say, hey, we're not finished. She's like, God damn. And he go. says, okay, final question, final girl. Question. This is the one for your life. She's still begging him to leave her alone, but he's like, answer this question, girl, now I'll, I'll leave you. We all know that's a lie, but okay, here we go. And he asks her, what, what door? door am I at? And he says, you have two main doors to your house, the front door and the patio door. And at this point, she looks on top of the TV and grabs a leather opener yeah. from up there. And she tells him she can't do this. And he says, and she said, I won't. I, I can't. Won't I it. won't. And then he says, man, it's your call. And then he doesn't even give her time. He throws a chair right <laughs> through the patio like, door. I bet. The glass door to the patio. He throws a chair right through it. And she takes off running into the kitchen. It's all smoke filled. The popcorn's already on yeah. fire. She grabs the knife that she was fingering earlier from the knife block. And we see a figure in black race by the opening to the kitchen. And she backs out of the kitchen door that leads outside, and she hides in the corner. And she looks back in the kitchen door because it's got glass panes. They all got fucking glass panes. And she sees the figure in black run past kind of far away. I'm like, she sees his silly ass running through the house because then it looks scary. Got that mask on. Like, now it looks so silly. (laughs) He's got that, like, long gown on. he's got, like, the fringe on the (laughs) arms. It's like, whoo. This the whole time she still has the phone. Like mm-hmm. I, she hasn't sat down. She's too shocked to release the grip Poor on the thing. phone. And they must have a real good cordless phone. It's that, re- yes. the reception. The the, the like s- distance goes far. Yeah, like she about to run around. Like, like you leave the base like no. two minutes from the or two steps away from the base <laughs> and you're dead. So we see a car coming down the road at this point. Casey ducks down to go under past the kitchen door, but then she stupidly pops up and looks <laughs> in the window, and. Guess who's standing right there? Oh, yeah. It's our friend Ghostface Killer. It is him. Not the rapper, but (laughs) Ghostface. And he throws his arm through the window and grabs her. And these must be single panes because you cannot do that on a double pane. And she hits him with the phone and runs off past poor Steve's dead body. And she runs around the house to the front, kind of the side front. And she sees at this point that car that was going down the road and pulled into the driveway is her parents. parents. And she kind of tries to, she sees him, but then Ghostface flies out the window and he takes he her Superman's down. Superman's that hoe, like right out the window. Right out the window. He's just like, Pachee! and she gets up and she runs, but he grabs her from behind and he stabs her right in the tit. And she falls down crying and whimpering and he tries to stab her again, but she knocks the knife out of his hand. They're tussling. He starts to choke her. He gets a good choke on he her, does. but then she needs him in the balls, which he completely deserves. And their parents get out of the car and they're walking up to the house. They're like, oh, our flowers are so beautiful. <laughs> like not oh, even seeing yeah. any of this. How, the, yeah. how you didn't notice this when you were in the car, I don't know, but whatever. And she gets up and Casey tries to call out to her mom, but yeah, she's been choked so her voice doesn't work. Very good it's impression. So Thank you. I've done this millions mm, of times. I had the acting. <laughs> and the Oscar goes too. Right. <laughs> So she falls down on the porch and their parents walk in the house and they see all the broken glass and the smoke. And the smoke. And dad is like, Jesus, what happened What happened here? here? Ghostface has his knife back and he goes to finish Casey off. And she reaches up and she pulls his mask off, but we don't get to see no, who he does yet. 
She still has that fucking phone in her hand. And he stabs her. Inside the house, mom runs into the kitchen and, you know, she's like, oh, this fire. We got to put that out immediately. That's <laughs> she, the she, important she, stuff. Right. Not where's my daughter. And she's screaming for Casey and the dad is like, um, call the police. So she picks up the phone to call, but, but Casey's Casey, on the line. She still has the phone. It's connected. And she's like, I can hear, I can hear her. her. Like, you can hear poor Casey being stabbed. And she's like, <laughs> and then we see Casey being dragged Still holding on to that goddamn phone, by the way. Yes, She's she like is. 90% dead, but still has She's a grip on it. that phone. And her mom is like, oh my God. I and can hear her. At this point, the dad takes the phone, but it, I guess, goes face yeah, hung up. So he tells the mom, okay, you know what? Go get in the car and drive over to the neighbor's house and call the cops. The McKenzie's. Sure. <laughs> and she goes outside, and then we get that. She gives a really good yeah, pull down with her up. hands, like, and she screams. And then we see dad runs out, and we see poor Casey. And she has been strung up by that swing rope. Yeah. And she's hanging there in the her, tree. Um, and her insides are on the outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got a good look at what they look like. So, okay. Um, So, he works real fucking quick because he had to, like, hoist her dead weight ass body right. up to mm-hmm. a tree. Like, mm-hmm. figure out, like, oh, this branch seems weak. All this within- one's good. Like a minute, yes, or he less. Had two seconds to do this. He had to like gutter thirty seconds. Out, he probably gutter after he hung her up because yeah. I mean that makes yeah, more that logistical makes more sense. sense. Yeah. But yeah, I don't buy the timing here. That's, that's a lot. all I'm saying. But we move on. So now we're with Sydney. Who's our star? Sydney Prescott. Sydney Prescott, and she's typing on her computer. And she's got old school scrunchie in her hair, but I can't talk because I do too currently. She's also wearing a little nightgown number. I have the hmm. frumpiest hmm. nightgown I've ever seen. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, that's a lie. She hears a noise outside her window, and she gets up to go look, and Billy pops up Ooh, out of nowhere. Jack in a box, Billy. She screams. He pops up a lot in this whole movie. That I call him Jack in the box, always <laughs> popping up. And Billy goes, "Do you sleep in that?" And I'm like, "What a douchebag!" And she, Sydney says, "Listen, my dad is here, and he's—you can't just be here." But Billy doesn't care. He climbs no, right he in. Comes right on. And in. then her dad shows up. And he knocks on the door, and luckily Sydney has so she has her bedroom door and then right next to her bedroom is her closet so she opens her closet door and the bedroom door tries to open it won't open it's prevents it mm-hmm. it's like putting a chair under it i right. guess whatever so her closet door is open so her dad tries to open the door but he can't get in she's like can you knock he did but okay I'm like also bitch like this ain't your house like okay. you don't pay any bills here he owns this place yeah and he goes i heard screaming and sydney goes no you didn't hear anything. no nope no screaming here and she opens the door, and he sees there's nobody in there. So he tells her, look, I'm going to bed. I got the expo all weekend. I got this early flight. I left you some money on the table. And here's where I'll be staying. I can't remember, Hilton or something. The Hilton. And let me, call me if you need me. And then he leaves. She gives him a little kissy kiss on the cheek and shuts the door. And she turns to look for Billy because he's not there. And a little stuffed animal pops up, and he goes, Ugh. oh, close call. I hate it. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. <laughs> and she goes, okay, well, why are you here? And he tells her, well, it occurred to me I've never stuck th- snuck through your bedroom window, so I thought I'd try that out. And he says he was at home watching The Exorcist, <laughs> and it got him thinking about her. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks. But what he means is he said it was edited for TV and all, all the, the good, good stuff, stuff was cut was out. cut out. And he says, you know, two years ago, we started off hot and heavy, nice R rating on our way to an NC-17. 17, but now we're edited for TV. 
We're back at PG-13. Listen, this is the point where I know this, that Sydney has an Indigo's, Indigo Girls poster <laughs> up on the wall. And I'm like, Billy, I hate to break it to you, my love, but... <laughs> She likes girls. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. Sorry about you. She's discovered leg Johnny Depp. She's discovered something about yes, herself. Yes. He wants to do some over the clothes stuff, and she is, says, "Okay." And they start kissing. He gets one little outside the thigh rub in, and she's like, "That's nope, enough. Nope, you need to leave." And I'm like, "Okay, I told you about the indigo girls, but <laughs> but okay, Billy." So he goes back out the window, and she tells him, you know, maybe we can have a PG-13 relationship. And then she flashes him in those titties. And he laughs and's like, you're just a tease. The next day at school, we see there are a bunch of news vans there and cops and all kinds of stuff. And Sid walks up. And she looks hella confused because I guess she does not watch the news or have any friends. Apparently not. And just a cute little side note here. Linda Blair is one of the reporters in the background from The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. We see her later, too. Don't worry. So Sydney stops, and we hear a reporter speaking, and this is Gail Ooh. Weathers in her lime green skirt suit uh, glory. Highlighter green. Mm, bright. Bright. And those, like, blonde streaks yes. that don't look cute. And she's reporting on the two brutal murder, murders last night and that there have been no arrests. I mean, it was just last night. Yeah. Come on, Gail. <laughs> give it. Give it a little bit. So Tatham walks up, and she scares Sydney. And Sid asks her what's going on, and Tatham says, well, Casey Becker and Steve were killed last night. They were gutted. Like, splatter movie yeah, killed. Like, like, dead, dead. Right, and she's, and Sid's like, oh my god, that's terrible, and then she's like, Casey sits <laughs> next to me in English. Not anymore. Yeah, Tatham's like, not anymore. <laughs> Damn. And she tells Sydney that Casey's parents found her. So it's pretty brutal. And Sydney, you know, she's like, do they know who did it? And Tatum says, nope, but they're going to question everybody in this school. The whole school. Which seems outrageous to me, but okay. Tatum also tells her that Dewey, who is Tatum's brother Uh and a cop, he says it's the worst crime they've seen in years, even worse than, oh, she anyway, (laughs) Continuing on. The bell rings and Sydney's now in class. And she's looking over at that empty seat like, hmm. Yeah, poor Casey. She used to sit there. And then the teacher gets a note and she's like, Sydney, I guess it's your turn. I like how they're all just back in school the next day. Like, nothing happened. Well, I mean, mean, what do you think? Some grief counseling or shouldn't school be canceled? Well, Sydney didn't know about it. So I feel like probably a lot of people didn't know. That's true. But Sydney gets called to the office and. In the office, we see the sheriff and some other cops and the principal, whose name is Hembry, who is played by the Fonz. Yeah. And he, the sheriff asks the principal who's next, and he says, it's Sydney Prescott. She was the daughter of, you know. But then he cuts off, so we he don't know. We again. still don't know what, ha- what they're all talking about. And so Sydney walks in, and she says hi to the sheriff, and Dewey's in there. So she's like, hey, Dewey. Up, Dewey. And mm-hmm. he's like, um, it's, it's Deputy Riley today. I'm, I'm on police business. Sydney. Put some respect on my name right. today. And they ask her some questions. And then later, they're out. She's outside with her um, little friend group, and we hear the principal over the loudspeaker telling the students that he loves them and wants them to be safe <laughs> and blah blah blah. And Sydney's sitting there with Billy and Tatum and Tatum's boyfriend Stu and their everybody's friend Randy who has yeah. no girlfriend. And they're all sitting at this like water fountain, and the whole scene like smells like CK one. 
Like, to me, it just looks like a Abercrombie it's a cute ad, little. It's like a cute a, little group yeah. of white people. <laughs> so there's absolutely no other ethnicities in this movie. Not. I, I pointed it out. There is a black woman reporter like midway through okay. the movie. And I was like, finally. Oh, wait. Yes, yes. What's That's up, sis? The only, the only black person yep. in this movie. This is incredibly Tom white is tale. white. Mm-hmm. Tatum asked Sydney how many questions they asked her and what all they asked her. And Sydney says they asked her basically if she knew Casey and all that kind of stuff. And then Stu asked Billy if they asked him if he likes to hunt. And Billy's like, well, Yeah. And Tatum says, Well, why did they ask you that? And Randy goes, It's because the bodies were gutted. Tatum goes, well, they didn't ask me that. And Stu says, that's because there's no way a Silly girl, girl could have done it. And Tatum's like, well, that's sexist. The killer could have been a woman, like, in basic right. instinct. You know? And Randy's like, that was an ice pick. It's not the same thing, bitch. And Stu goes, Casey and Steve were completely hollowed out. It takes a man to do something Ugh. like that. I love this part. And Sydney is so stupid. I don't like Sydney. I'm just mm-hmm. FYI. How do you gut someone? Bitch, come on. You take their guts out. It does it's self-explanatory. It's real seductive, like, right? Like <laughs> and then like the camera pins in on him. And, and he says, You take a knife and you split them from groin to, to sternum. And Billy tells him to have some tact. Tact asshole. And at this point, Sydney goes, Didn't you used to date Casey? And Randy says, Yeah, until she dumped you for Steve. And Tatum's like, I'm sorry, Whoa, I thought you I thought dumped her for me. me. But okay. <laughs> Whatever. And Randy asks you if the police are aware he used to date the victim. And Stu says, Are you saying I killed her? And Tatum says, Stu was with me last mm-hmm. night, so he couldn't have done it. Where were you, Randy? <laughs> Randy was like, Well, were you with her before or after you sliced, sliced and diced? <laughs> But Randy says he was at work at the video store. And Tatum goes, I thought they fired your sorry ass. And he's like, twice, bitch. Pops a grape in his mouth. <laughs> or whatever, he's eating nuts Ugh. or something. Hate him. And Stu goes, no, I didn't kill anybody. And Billy says, nobody says you did. Emphasis on the you. Mm-hmm. Then Randy comes in with, besides, it takes a man <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that. Which is his Stu impression. Mm-hmm. And I laugh at that every time. But Stu... So Stu's like, I have a gut, you kid. Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, you're old. Come on. Y'all are the same age. Right. And Brandy, oh, God, they're the worst. Brandy's like, did you put her liver in the mailbox? I heard they found her liver in the mailbox. And his, like, Hannibal impression. <laughs> it's stupid. Ugh. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and her pancreas. Brandy, you good? Fucking trying to eat here. Right? She's getting mad, right? Better liver alone. <laughs> Never alone. <laughs> oh, liver, liver. Liver. He really drives it home too much, <laughs> but if you have to explain your joke. It's not that him. funny. I hope he dies slowly. <laughs> I love Stu. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, Sydney gets up and leaves because she can't take it because she's the worst. She's a huge wet blanket. <laughs> can't stand her. And later she's getting off the bus, and this part always makes me chuckle because we hear two girl go, girls go, Later, Sid. I'll call you later, Sydney. <laughs> but she doesn't respond. And I'm like, did they add that in post? Because... They want her to look like she had some friends Aww, besides Tatum because Tatum is her only friend. It's weird. But she checks them out and she heads inside. Her She's got a huge super house. Nice house. Oh my God. It's amazing. She goes out on her beautiful back deck 
and she's talking on the phone to Tatum, and she asks Tatum if she can stay there since her dad's out of town with these murders and yeah, all. She's you know. a little freaked out. She doesn't want to be at home by herself. She tell well, she tells Tatum it feels like deja vu, and Tatum tells her she'll be there at seven. We don't know what the deja vu is. We're about but to we find know out. something's going on. So Sydney goes inside and packs a bag, and she turns on the TV, but it's all just news about the murders, and she's like, mm, and she, she can't. She sees Gail there, and Gail then tells us that Sydney's mom, Maureen, was raped and murdered one year ago. Yeah. And like the left town at the town square. So now we know what everybody's been alluding to this whole time. And so Sydney's like, oh, and she turns the TV off because she hates Gail yeah, Weathers. She like lit shakes it off. She's like, all right. And she walks Walk from one couch to another I couch. So she gets up and goes to another damn couch in another room. So they have multiple couches in multiple rooms. Rich people. Rich, rich. And she looks out the window and then she looks at the clock and we see it's 645. And then she lays down. And falls asleep on the couch. and With she, her shoes on. She wakes up because the phone is ringing and it wakes her up. Here's the thing. it's The clock says, because she looks, that it's now 7.15. It's only been 30 minutes. But it's full dark now. We went black. from full light to full dark it's in 30 black. minutes. I don't think that's how sunsets work, but whatever. Well, you know, they show the sunset okay. like, right before it's only that. Been it was like 30 a dramatic minutes. Greek sunset. But she picks up the phone and it's Tatum, and Tatum says she's on her way, and Sydney's like, it's past seven. It's 7.15. She's got a lot of tits. Yeah. And Tatum's like, look, I'm sorry, practice ran late. And don't worry, Casey and Steve didn't bite it till way after 10, (laughs) so you're cool. So you're good. And she tells Sydney that she's going to swing by the video store and get a movie, and that she's thinking about getting all the right moves with Tom Cruise, because if you pause it just right, you can see see his penis. penis. (laughs) And Sydney is like, whatever, hang up. And she doesn't care about Tom Cruise's penis because mm-hmm. she's a lesbian. <laughs> and the phone rings again, and then she picks it up, and she's like, Tatum, just get in the car, but y'all. It ain't Tatum. It's not Tatum. It's PV. <laughs> he back. He's back on his bullshit. Always on his bullshit. And she asks who it is, and he's like, you tell me. I can't with him. She's like, I don't know. You call me, motherfucker. She doesn't add that last part, but in my mind, she should. And he goes, oh, it's a scary night, like right out of a horror movie. And she laughs because she thinks it's yeah, Randy. she said, come on, Randy, quit playing. And she tells him, hey, Tatum's on the way to the video store if you're at work. And also, I like that thing you're doing with your voice. It's sexy. It's sexy. So PV asks her what her favorite scary movie is. And Sydney says she doesn't watch that no, shit. I don't watch that shit. Because they're all the same. It's always some killer chasing after some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always going up the stairs instead of out the front door like she should be. It's insulting. And PV says, are you alone in the house? And she's like, Randy, that's really unoriginal. It's like, bitch, I ain't Randy. <laughs> and now she's a little scared because she's like, oh, shit, this isn't Randy. Yeah, right. And she asks who it is, and he says, the question isn't who am I. The, the question, question is... is where am I? Exactly. And she says, okay, then where so are you? Where are you? And he's like, I'm on your front porch, girl. Ding dong. <laughs> but she goes over and she looks out the window in the front door and she unlocks the door and she goes out and she doesn't see anything. I'm like, girl, why? why? No, no. lock dumb. that shit. Call, hang up, call 911. Right. You know people just got murdered. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And she says, okay, so where are you? And PV says, I'm right here. She goes, okay, well, if you can see me, then what am I doing? And she puts her finger, like, in her nose or near her nose. What am I doing? She's, like, picking her nose. And she laughs, and she's like, nice Nice try, try, Randy. Randy. But PV yells, if you hang up on me, you'll die just Just like like your your mother. mother. He's got her attention now. (laughs) Right. 
She's like, say what? I'm sorry. Come again. And she says, fuck you. And she runs back inside. Fuck you, creep. And she locks the door. I think she calls him a cretin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old word. And behind her, Ghostface pops out of the closet. And he jumps at her. And they struggle on the ground. He slams her head into the ground. And, you know, she's a little yeah. d- dazed and disoriented. Yeah, a little bit. And then he raises that knife because he's ready to kill her. But he's what? too dramatic and showy with his moves because <laughs> that gave her time. And she kicks him and jumps Chun-Li up. Chun Lee kicks his ass in the chest. <laughs> and she jumps up and she tries to open the front door, but her dumb ass put the chain on. So she can't open it. She's so go upstairs. She runs upstairs. He chases her. She goes to her bedroom. She opens that closet door so he can't mm-hmm. get in. And he put in like, what are you going to do? Is she just going to stand near you and let you clever? That's so stupid. He waves that thing for a while. I'm like, give it up, bro. Find another way. It's not happening, bro. So she tries to pick up the phone, but it's got a busy signal because she never hung up. Mm -hmm. So she gets on her computer and dials 911. And I didn't know you could do this. I didn't either. I was like, she dials now from her fucking computer? Maybe that was a thing back then. I I don't think so. Like hacker shit. Like... But then suddenly, Billy pops up at her oh, window. Jack again. in the box, Billy. He's back. And he says, hey, your door was locked. And I heard screaming because she's been screaming. And she cries and hugs him. And she's like, the killer's in the house. And then a cell phone falls out of Billy's like pocket. Like a brick. Because it is. It's big. And so Sydney slowly backs away because she's a little suspicious mm-hmm. now. And she's like, mm. uh, nah, bro. And she runs out of the room and downstairs. And he's like yelling after her. And she opens the front door. Ah, and she screams because there's a ghost face mask right there. But y'all, it's just Dewey holding that mask. <laughs> she screams. He screams. We all scream for ice cream. We all it's scream. Just Officer Dewey. I would love some ice cream. Me too. But he's like, I found this mask. And then Billy's getting arrested yeah. suddenly. And Billy's like, I didn't do anything. And the sheriff pulls up. They're all there because there's apparently 10 cops in this town. Yeah. And they get there really quickly. She didn't even really complete her call with 911. Mm-hmm, before Billy showed up. And it was less than a minute between yeah. that call and when Dewey was on her front porch. But okay. So. So Billy's getting taken away. He tells the sheriff to call his dad. He yells for Sydney, but they put him in the car and drive him off. And Tatum finally shows up. And she pulls over and runs up to Sydney. And Dewey's like, girl, you can't be here. It's a crime scene. But, you know, Sid, like, she's like, it's okay. But she's my friend. My one friend. Only friend. (laughs) Tatum takes Sydney off to Dewey's cop Jeep. And Dewey shows the sheriff the mask that he found. And at this point, a news van pulls up. And it's Gail Weathers. it's Gail. And she yells at Kenny. She's still in that highlighter suit. It's bright. She yells at her assistant cameraman, Kenny, to get the camera. And we see Dewey pull away with Sydney in his car. And Tatum walks over toward her little beetle bug that she has. And Gail tries to get some info from Tatum, but she's not here for it. She's like, I'm not Mm -hmm. talking to you. And she gets in her car and drives off. And Kenny finally finally shows shows up. shows his ass up. And then Gail is real rude to him. And she says, look... (laughs) I know you're about 50 pounds overweight, but when I say hurry, I need you to interpret that as move your fat tub of lard ass now. <laughs> She's real, real she rude. Is. She's, that's an HR violation. For real. Yeah, for sure. And so now we're at the police station and Dewey can't find Sydney's dad register at the hotel that she told Dewey that he said he would be at. He's like, maybe he's at another at one. another one, maybe. And she goes, I don't know, maybe. So he gets, Dewey gets up. I don't know where he's going, but he leaves her there, sitting there, and she sees Billy up in the sheriff's office, and he's turned in his chair so he can look at her, like glare at her. 
scowl. And his dad is in the sheriff's office with him. And the sheriff wants to know what Billy was doing with a cell phone. Because <laughs> it's suspicious in 1996, apparently. apparently. And Billy's like, everyone has one. But they don't, girl. They don't. And his dad says, why don't you just check the phone records and we can be on our way? Because that will prove that he didn't make these calls. And the sheriff goes, thanks. We're on top of it. I know how to do it. He didn't job. have time. And he wants to know why Billy was at Sydney's house tonight, but also last night. And his dad was like, um, you were out last night? Exactly. This is news. This is brand new information. Brand new information. <laughs> Billy's like, look, I was bored and I decided to go for a ride. And the sheriff says, did you ride past Casey Becker's house? <laughs> and Billy says, no, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Johnny Depp, but not as hot. Yeah. He's a... Uh, Sam's choice, Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, a great value, Johnny Depp. <laughs> so the sheriff says they have to hold him until they can get the phone records. And Billy is, this is crazy. He is not here for it. He turns around to glare at Sydney some Again. more. And outside the station, we see a bunch of news vans. And they're all gathered around. And Gail walks up. And she's powdering her nose in the van. And Kenny, you know, opens the door for her. And he's like, they're not letting anybody in. You're not going to get up there. And she's like, I'm not just anyone. Yeah. I'm Gail Weathers. I'm Gail motherfucking Weathers. So Kenny gives the camera and he films her. She's walking up. The police stop her from going in, though, so nothing happens. Inside, Billy gets led away to a cell, I guess. He's yelling at Sydney. Sydney! But... Sydney, you know me! <laughs> Tatum comes up and she's like, all right, I think we should leave. And Dewey's trying to talk to the sheriff about the costume. He says they sell it every five and dime in the state, so it's going to be really hard to track. And the sheriff asks him about the phone records, and Dewey says they're pulling them. You know, we won't have them until the morning. And he asks the sheriff, do you think Billy did it? And the sheriff's like, man, hell if I know. Like, 20 years ago, I would have said, then, like, nah. And then Tatum just really man-shames Dewey. Oh, my gosh. Shit. He sure does. Like, it's rough. He, she's like, let's go. And he says, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do my job here. And she's like, oh, excuse me, deputy Dewey boy. <laughs> He's like, what did mom tell you when I wear this badge? <laughs> you have to respect me. No, nah, she don't. She nah. doesn't. Not one bit. And she just drags his ass out that police station. <laughs> But they go out the back door so that they won't be accosted by all the news folk, you know. Who at are the same time, Gail is like talking to Kenny like, isn't there a back door here? Gail's the only one who thought of this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, Gail. And Dewey and Tatum and Sydney come out the door and dumbass Dewey's like, oh, hang on, I'll go get the car. Like, why didn't you have them wait inside and go get the car? That's why no one respects him. He's stupid, but... He goes off to get the car, and so Tatum and Sydney are staying there, and Gail shows up, and she tries to talk to Sydney, and Tatum, you know, tries to stop her, but Sydney says, no. I got this. We She's cool. just doing her job, right? Mm -hmm. And Gail goes, yes, girl, I am just doing my There's job. There's some tension between the two. A lot. And Sydney asks her how the book is, and like, Gail How's your little book? Gail goes, oh, it'll be out later this year, and Sydney says, oh, I'll look for it, and she turns to walk off, and then Gail's dumbass says, I'll, I'll send, send you a copy. copy. And Sydney mm -hmm. turns and punches her right in the Square face. in the face. And calls her a bitch. She does. And she turns and walks off. And then Dewey shows up and he drags her and take them off to the car and takes them to their house. Because Dewey still lives at home. Mm -hmm. Even though he is a 25-year-old man. But that's okay, Dewey. He was 24 for a whole year. A whole year. <laughs> <laughs> So at Tatum's house, Sydney and Tatum are in her room, and Tatum is rehashing the punch. She loved it. She does. I'm going to set the scene. There's two twin beds there. I don't yeah. know why. Um, don't Tatum even... is in these uh, top and bottom. And long got sleeve. Long sleeve. They're and like they've got flannel clouds all over them. And I had the same exact hair. Of course you do. Of course I did. And she's like simulating the fight scene with her poor stuffed bunny who has done 
nothing to anyone. But Dewey comes in, he hands Sydney some ice for her hand. Sydney's rude ass then like takes the ice and turns her back completely to Tatum <laughs> while Tatum is still talking to her. It's rude. And Sydney asks, you know, do, do you think he did it? Or no, I'm sorry. Tatum asks Sydney if she thinks Billy did it. And Sydney's like, well, he was there, Tatum. I mean, I don't know what And Tatum you. is like super bubbly, you know, before she's like, I'll send you a copy. Bam, bitch went down. Like, she's yeah. super pumped. She's like, do you think he did it? Like, it's a regular sleepover. I'm like, girl, your friend she almost got almost murdered. murdered by her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's bring it down a mm-hmm. couple notches and it's be a, a little, little more somber. Yeah, maybe a little more sensitive to her plight. You would think so. But no. Not at all. I'll send you a copy. Bam, bitch went down. I'll send you a copy. Bam, Sid, super bitch. You are so cool. Tatum says, I knew he was too perfect. <laughs> I'm like, is he perfect? Was he? He looks kind of greasy. Yeah, his hair hasn't been washed in a it looks long time. Not cute. Mm-mm. We hear the phone ringing in the background. Then Tatum's mom comes in and she tells Sydney it's, she has a phone call. Sydney asks if it's her dad, and her mom's like, Nah, mm-hmm. it's not. I don't think it is. Your dad doesn't have this sexy of a voice. <laughs> so Sydney gets up and she walks over to the phone because there's not one in Tatum's room. And y'all guess who it is? It's PV. And he's giving her a hard time for fingering the wrong guy again. Again. And I'm like, ha ha, LOL. <laughs> fingering. And so I guess at this point, they all realize <laughs> it's the bad guy. What? Can I back up? Because right after Sydney leaves to go take the phone call, um, the mom asks Tatum, she's like, how's she doing? And Tatum's like, I don't know. My God, you're the worst she's friend ever. She's not a good friend. Ever. She's not a good friend. She's terrible. I mean, but, you know, RIP. She gets it. It's not a surprise, honestly. This movie's fucking old. Everybody knows she, she bites yeah. it. Like, <laughs> come on. But yeah, so they all kind of figure out that it's the killer guy on the phone. And Tatum's mom is knocking on Dewey's door. I don't know what he's doing in there. I think I know. I think I know what uh-huh. he's doing in there. Uh-huh. Maybe a little... You know, <laughs> but he's not answering. And he finally comes out. Like he comes out the minute she hangs up the phone. He's got his little gun. Like he's going to do yeah, something. Yeah, his little white tee box. You're going to shoot the phone. Like, what are you doing? Come on, Dewey. And she puts the phone down because it's a corded phone. She puts it back on the the phone thing. I don't know. And he picks it back up and he goes, hello? <laughs> like, what are you thinking, oh, Dewey. Dewey? What? I mean, it's been disconnected. There's not anybody there bless him i know he's special the next day we hear a reporter saying that on the news that sydney escaped an attack last night and then he tells us that sydney's the daughter of maureen prescott who was killed last year by cotton weary mm-hmm. and this is when we find out her killer yes and sydney and Tatum are at the breakfast table they're watching the news because also Tatum has a huge house and they have a tv in the breakfast room and they have like eggs bacon the whole OJ cereal who has this kind of time Mom's to make this in there kind of breakfast everything. before school? White people in movies. You ever notice Clearly. that white people in movies always have this kind of spread, but they never yeah, eat any of it? They'll eat like one beer and like, gotta go to work. Exactly. It's the worst. Well, you better take Wasteful. that shit with you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Wasteful. And we hear Cotton was sentenced to death. And I am surprised at the speed that Cotton had this trial. Because in nowadays, he would still be waiting to go to this trial. Yes. It would not have even happened yet. Dewey sits down and he tells Sydney that Billy was released because his cell phone records didn't match the calls. He didn't make them. And he's like, look, we're cross-referencing every call that was made to your house or Casey Beckett and see if we get a match. It's just going to take a little bit, girl. You know, just hang out. Hope you don't get murdered in the meantime. (laughs) Going to school. No big deal. So Dewey drives Tatum and Sydney to school in his little cop Jeep. Yeah. Cute little Jeep. He tells her she'll be safe there. Will she? No. (laughs) (laughs) So 
they walk off, and Sydney sees Gail in her van. And Gail is trying to cover up that shiner mm-hmm. she has now acquired. And Sydney walks over, and Gail is like, no, bitch. Not, not today. Stay Watch away it. from me. She gets that finger going hard. Mm-mm. And Sydney's like, look, I just want to talk. Kenny. <laughs> she snaps camera. that camera. But Sydney wants to talk off the record. Because Gail owes her. Yeah. And Gail goes, I don't owe you shit, bitch. Right? She doesn't have that bitch, but she should have. But she should have. And, and Sydney's like, you owe my mother. So Gail's like, okay, Kenny, hold up. Let me chat real quick. And Gail's like, your mother's murder was the hottest court case last year. And did somebody, you want me not to cover this? Come somebody on. was going to write a book. I don't know it what you want me, me to do. And Sydney's like, it had to be you, right? With all your bullshit theories. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, why are you so mad, right? girl? You got what you wanted. Cotton's in jail. They're going to gas him. Like, where do they I don't, They do don't do that, that anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even in 1996 did they yeah, gas I people. <laughs> I don't know what, what that was, but. Mm-mm. And Gail, you know, Sydney asks Gail if she talks to Cotton, and Gail says, yeah, I talked to him several times, and he's maintained his story that, yeah, he had sex with your mom, but sorry about you, that's all. Story never changed. And Sydney says, no, he's lying. She would not have touched him. He raped her, and then he butchered her. I hate her stalled, like, halting speech. It bothers the shit out of me. She says, look, her blood was all over his coat. I saw him leave wearing his coat. Mm Mm-mm. Guess says you saw someone mm-hmm. leave in that coat. She's Don't like, get it twisted. She's like, bitch, you saw someone. Someone. And honestly, that someone planted that coat in Cotton's car, framed him. And Sydney's like, no, Cotton murdered my mother. And then Gil goes, mm, you're, you're not, not so, so sure, sure are anymore. You? Hmm. <laughs> but Tatum comes up and she ushers <laughs> Nice, Sydney well, away. sweetie. She's such a bitch. She is. <laughs> <laughs> and they leave and Gil turns to Kenny and she's like, oh, a killer still on the loose? Oh She's my God. so excited. These murders She's like are related. orgasmic. She is pumped. And he says, you, you want to go live? And she's like, no, no, we don't. We got to get proof first. But this is great. You know, I could save a man's life. And he's feeling for a moment that she's like a real good soul. And then she goes, do you, do you know what this could do for my book sales? <laughs> she's pumped And that, it. like, her inflection in that line, she sounded just like fucking Monica. I don't know if she always sounds like Monica, but in this line, it was like, <laughs> oh, hey, Mon. <laughs> so in the hallway, Sydney asks Stu if he's seen Billy and if Billy is pissed. And Stu's like, what, after you branded him the Candyman? Honestly, Stu or somebody throughout this whole movie mentions like... A million scary movies. A million scary movies. And also Stu, his outfit, he's got that like flowery, flowy, open shirt <laughs> with a white... Uh, I can't... Oh, he makes me so Why mad. Why do you hate Stu so I, much? I don't know. Stu is the best character in this movie. <laughs> no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's Gail and Sydney. Sydney's the worst. Stu tells Sydney that Billy's heart's broken. Like, she branded him the candy man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And then a kid in the ghost face costume runs by. Sydney is, you know, the wet blanket, so she's not happy about it. And Stu's laughing because he thinks it's he's funny. Giddy. He's like, it's like Christmas around <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> he's so pumped. So Sydney runs off and Tatum hits Stu with her lollipop. And she's like, stupidity leak. That's oh, yes. <laughs> so Sydney runs off and she runs right into Billy. Who's conveniently right there. White V-neck trying to look all sexy. Like he just got out of prison. (laughs) And he goes, you still think it's me, don't you? And she says, no, but somebody was there, Billy. And he goes, yeah, the cops told me I scared him away. And she says, okay, well, 
you know what? He called me when I was at Tatum's house. So, you know, that was scary. And he goes, okay, see, it could have been me. I was in jail. Duh. Girl. And she tells him, look, I'm so sorry that I, I said it was you, but you have to understand that. I mean. <clears throat> understand what? <laughs> that my girlfriend would rather accuse me of being a psychopathic killer rather than touch me. I'm like, okay, Mr. Gaslighter. Right. But also, she would because she's gay. <laughs> Here he goes, back to the sex. Always sex with him. Well, he's a teenage boy, but also he is gaslighting the shit out of her right now. He really is. And she tells him that's not true. And he's like, well, then what? You haven't been the same. He's real insensitive right now. He's like, you haven't been the same since your mom died. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? He goes, listen, it's been a year. Shouldn't you be over that by now? go, girl. Get over it. He's like, when my mom left my dad, I got over it. Like, I'm over it. And she's like, she's like um, wow, um, back it up. Not the same. Your mom's still out there somewhere. My mom was raped and brutally Right. Murdered. And he's like, okay, well, look, I'm sorry about it, but I would like my girlfriend back. And also I'd like to fuck you. <laughs> so she just walks off and she's super dramatic I'm here. Sorry, my traumatized life is too much for you. It's an inconvenience for yeah. you and your perfect existence. The drama. Fuck you, Billy. The drama. The drama. So she runs off. And in the principal's office, Principal Hembry is yelling at the guys who were dressed up as Ghostface, and he's cutting up. He grabs these scissors. They're going a little too hard. The (laughs) sharpest scissors I've ever seen in my life. And he's cutting up the mask, and he's yelling at them. He tells them they're expelled. They're like, that's not fair. It's not fair. Because life isn't fair, okay? And he's like, you know what? You're right. It's not fair. And he's flinging these scissors around while he does this next part. And he's like, fair would be to gut you and hang you from a tree so we could see you for the heartless, Heartless, desensitized little shits you are. are. Whoa. Calm it down. Calm down, my man. Zero to 100. It's, you're not even involved in this. Can you, like, (laughs) take a step back? They're two of his students. Okay. So we're back with Sydney, and she goes into the bathroom, and she hears some girls talking to one of the stalls. About how she probably made the whole thing up and for attention because she mm-hmm. got some issues. They're not wrong. So she goes into one of the stalls to hide as they come out and they keep talking. And the girl's like, What if she did it? What if Sydney killed Casey and Steve? Why would she do that? Maybe she had the hots for Steve and killed them both in each other's range. What would Sydney want with Steve? She's her own bubble butt boyfriend, Billy. Maybe she's a slut just like her mother. You're the common fact, her mother was a tramp. Cut some slack. She watched her mom get butchered. Yeah, and it fucked her up royally. Think about it. Her mother's death leaves her disturbed and hostile in a cruel and inhumane world. She's delusional. Where's God? Etc. Completely suicidal. One day she snaps. She wants to kill herself, but she realizes that teen suicide is out this year, and homicide is a much healthier therapeutic expression. Where do you get this shit? Ricky Bay. You are pathetic. Yeah, it's a lot. But it's a lot. Also, the blonde cheerleader looks like she's about 45. She does. Old. She's way too old for this yes, scene. Yes, she And the other girl's haircut is atrocious. And with that little fucking barrette. That fucking and butterfly clip. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many, but. And her fucking high khakis. <laughs> and Sydney comes out and she's all sad, sacking it in the mirror. You know, she's digging around in her backpack. And then she hears a noise. So she bends down to see if there's anybody else in the bathroom. Like, see, she can see feet. Yeah. But she doesn't see any. So she goes back to digging around her backpack. And then we hear somebody go, Sydney. Very good. And she turns to look and she still doesn't see anything. So she gets on the ground, which I would never do in a public bathroom. And she looks looking for feet. She doesn't see any. And then 
She gets up, but we see a little foot step down. Some brown work boots. Those are some Doc Martens. <laughs> they were very popular in the 90s, if they y'all sure don't know were. what they were. And it steps down from the toilet, and then that little costume gown comes Woo! down. So it's Ghostface Killer. It's Ghostface. The stall door opens, and he comes out with a vengeance. He sure does. His silly ass comes out like, ah. <laughs> He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and she tries to run for the door, and she slides under him like she's a baseball player. This bitch has some Mortal Kombat moves <laughs> that I have never seen. I don't know what she's doing in her free time. But she probably slid all across fecal matter. Like, you, and yeah, she is filthy. Ugh. And she's her hands, you know, she yeah. was touching the ground, but... He tries to, to grab and stab at her, but she runs out of the bathroom and she goes down the hall and now the cops are back at yeah. school. And this is where like there's a cut and it's the only black person, the black woman mm-hmm. reporter. And I was like, hey, sis, what's up, girl? So Gail comes up to Dewey and she asks him if there's a problem because Dewey's at school now. And he's like, no. And she goes, of course not, because you're, you're here. here. She's flirting hard. Yeah, it's obvious. And it's it's also obvious that she's only flirting because she wants something from scoop. him. Poor, Poor Dewey. Dewey. <laughs> So the principal comes over the loudspeaker and he says that classes are suspended until further notice. And everybody's all pumped. And that the police also have issued a 9 p.m. curfew for tonight. Mm-hmm. And Gail is all excited. She goes, looks like we got a serial killer on our hands. Woo-hoo-hoo. And Dewey goes, no, they got to kill a couple yeah. more before it's a serial killer. And Gail asks him if there's any leads and if she, he's located Sydney's father. But Dewey's like, no, but we haven't ruled him out as a suspect. You know, we don't know. We can't find him. Mm-hmm. And this is when she does the whole, you know, my demographic is males 11 to 24. So I guess I just missed you at 25. And he's like, I was was 24 24 for a whole year. year. (laughs) Okay. So we see Tatum and Sydney and they're leaving school. And Tatum's like, I'm not leaving you alone anymore. Mm -hmm. UPIP. That's it. And Stu comes up and he's like, I don't know what you did, Sid, but the whole student body thanks you. And he's like, let's have a party at my house tonight. (laughs) Kazoo, because kazoo is is out. (laughs) I hate that line. So much. Mm, I just ignored that. Yeah, yeah. I can't. It <laughs> sticks in my brain. He's like throwing Tatum around at this point. Yeah, he picks her up. He's so excited for this party. And Tatum wants to go. And they kind of bully yeah. Sydney. Sydney's not having it, but she finally agrees. He goes, I'll protect you. I'm so buff, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stu. You're skinny. All right, Shaggy. Yeah, he's like, bring the food. And he just leaves and walks <laughs> off. <laughs> How can you not hate him? I love him. He's so weird. I don't like any of the male characters Mm. in this whole movie. So we're back in the principal's office, Principal Hembry. And he's trying on the ghost face mask in the mirror. Doing a little posy pose. Mm. Then suddenly there's a knock and he goes to answer it, but nobody's there, y'all. And he closes the door and then he scares himself with the mask in the mirror because he's still holding (laughs) it in his hand. (laughs) And then there's a knock again. He opens the door really fast. There's no way a person could have knocked and not be seen. Like literally they were knocking when he opened the door practically. But nobody's there again. So he walks out into the main office. And he's looking around for people. And he goes out into the school hallway. And he's like, little shits. And we mm-hmm. see the janitor mopping. Yeah, he's like, what did you call me? And he's like, uh, nothing, Fred. And the janitor is in a hat and a Freddy Krueger sweater. Yeah. And it's also Wes Craven. That's a little throwback. It's Wes Craven, too. It is. I love and it. So Henry goes back in his office. He kind of looks around still. And when he hit, gets in his office, he notices that the cabinet door with the mirror is closed now. Mm. That's a little weird, right? Yeah, it's a little bit. He goes to the cabinet, opens it, thinking somebody's in there, but nobody is. So he shuts the door to his office, and then, y'all, ghost space killer. He's behind that door, <laughs> and he comes out with that knife, and he just goes to town. 
He's like, stab, stab, stab. I don't know what he has against the principal. The man just let them off school. Right. That, that's, that's easy prey for you. Everyone's at home. Like, I mean, whatever. He's uh, we dead. We get a cool little view, though, of the mask through the Fonzie's eyeball. True. That is a cool, I did like a that cool shot. shot. So back at Tatham's house. Tatum and Sydney are, no, I guess they're at Sydney's house. They're at somebody's house. They're sitting on the front porch. I think they're at Sydney's place now. I don't know why they aren't at Tatum's house, but whatever. They should always be at Tatum's house. Around adult people, but okay. So Tatum says, you know, hey, maybe your mom like did have an affair with Cotton. But Sydney's not buying it. She's like, why couldn't Cotton prove it? And Tatum's like, I mean, you can't prove a rumor, bitch. That's why it's a rumor. Mm-hmm. And Sydney's like, yeah, well, it was created by Gail. And Tatum finally is like, listen, it, it it was there before Gail said yeah. anything. It goes a little further back than that. And so Sydney asked her, well, do you believe it? And I mean, Tatum does, honestly. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't say yes, but she doesn't say no. Like, well. And, you know, Sydney is, at this point, she's like, well, I mean, if I was wrong about Cotton, then the killer's still out there. Mm-hmm. So Tatum is like, you know what? Don't don't get yourself all scared. And they go inside, and who do we see in the trees? Ghostface killer. <laughs> Just a lurking He's lurking like a weirdo. Yeah. So at the video store, Randy is working. He's putting up movies. And Stu comes in to chat. And he just asks, knocks all his videos he's off the dick. car. He is such a dick. He asks Randy if he's coming to his party. And Randy's like, yeah. And then Randy goes, well, that's in poor taste. <laughs> and we look over and we see Billy that's is in Billy. the aisle. He's flirting with some uh-huh. girls. He's got some girls all around him. Rude of him. You know, Randy goes, if you were the only suspect in a senseless homicide, would you be in the horror section? Just seems, feels wrong mm-hmm. somehow. And Stu goes, he didn't do it. And Randy says, listen, this is standard horror movie <laughs> shit. Like, there's, he obviously did it. And, you know, Stu's like, why would he kill his, want to kill his girlfriend? And Randy's like, there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. Randy is getting Randy. louder and louder yes. as this he, goes his, on. His uh, intensity is ramping up. It really is. So Randy says, you know what? Now that Billy's out of the way, you think Sydney would go out with me? <laughs> She's like, ah! <laughs> with that long ass tongue out. He's like, no, no, not at all. He does have a no. long tongue. It's I'm super long. You're <laughs> Could Matthew Lither get it? Hmm. I don't know what he looks like now, honestly. Mm, that's true. I'd have to see a now picture. I feel like back in the day when we were both youngish, sure, he sure. could get it. Ugh. He's tall. You do love a tall man. <laughs> so then Randy goes on this rant about the formula in a horror movie, and everybody starts staring at him. He's like, it's a very simple formula. He's yelling. Like, super loud. He should have been fired. But again. Yeah, Stu tells him, I think that her dad did it. And Randy's like, nah, the dad's a red herring. It's Billy. And he turns, and Billy is right there. <laughs> Jack in the box, Billy. And he says, Maybe it's you. How do we know you are the killer? And Randy goes, yeah, if this was a movie, I would definitely be the prime suspect, but I didn't do it. And Stu goes, okay, what would your motive be then? And Randy goes, it's the millennium. Motives are incidental. <laughs> it's not though. It's 1996. He's got four years. But Billy likes that. He thinks that's funny. He, he just walks off yeah. kind of. And Randy goes, you're telling me that's not a killer? Come on now. That's a killer. That's a killer. And we see all the shops are closing up early. Yeah, everyone's packing up their shit. There was like a mom and a baby having a picnic. No, and they're no like, more. nah, nah, fuck this. No the more picnic. The sun's going down. And Dewey drives to the police station. The girls get out. He gets out. He's like, y'all don't be gone too long. They're going to the grocery store to get food for Stu's party. And Dewey goes, uh, he goes to get an ice cream cone, honestly. <laughs> but it looks like he's going in at this yeah. time. So they go and they're in the grocery store shopping. 
And Sydney asked Tatum if Billy's going to be there. And she's like, nah, I told Stu not to tell him. You know, we don't need that drama. Oh, that. And this scene, Tatum is wearing like this groove is in the heart. Get up. Like she's got <laughs> the real. psychedelic. Mm. Those red pants. Skirt. Yeah, it's. Oh, the skirt. No, yeah. The skirt and the boots and mm-hmm. like the green. Yeah, she's changing to her party outfit. Yes. <laughs> her 1970s party mm-hmm. outfit. So, you know what I noticed in this scene? They're in the freezer section and getting the weirdest shit known to yeah, man yeah, for this like, party. What the fuck are they getting popsicles? She got a pint of ice cream. <laughs> Who's eating that? You and one other friend, maybe? Some popsicle. I don't know. It's weird. I've okay, never been Sydney. to a party before. Right? They get like a bag of chips. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. That's all we need. We're ready. Just one bag for <laughs> the whole high school. But we do see in one of the freezer drawers that Ghostface is there. Ooh, he's back there, He's stalking. Y'all. So Dewey goes to the police station with his ice cream cone and the sheriff is outside smoking. And he's like, um, where you been, Dewey? I see you've been busy. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff tells Dewey that the calls are listed to Sydney's dad. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> the plot thickens. And then also tomorrow is the anniversary of Sydney's yes. mom's death. His dead wife's anniversary. So he also tells Dewey not to let Sydney out of his sight. And Dewey's like, yeah, I won't. But then he like immediately does. He immediately does. does. Mm-hmm. He immediately does. I'm like, why not just put her in protective custody now? But mm. no. No, he drives Sydney and Tatum to the party at Stu's house. And they <laughs> get like, out. And he's right. like, bye. Have fun. Adios. Smitches. Be careful. <laughs> Would love to watch you. I got too much going on. But we do notice that Gail has followed. Mm-hmm. And, and she- we get a view. Oh, sorry. Of Stu's house. And it is beautiful. It's the biggest one so far. Yeah. It is fucking gigantic. Gigantic. I don't know what his parents do. But I don't know what any of these people's parents do. Make a shit ton of Yeah. Plus, they're in California. These houses are million plus Millions dollar houses. dollars. So, Gil pulls up behind Dewey, but, you know, covert. Like, she's yeah. not trying to be incognito. Right, exactly. She gets out of the van. <laughs> Dewey is there, though, and he gets he scares her. And he wants to know why she's there. And she's like, I mean, you never know when a story's going to break, my friend. And he tells her he's going to go check the party out. And Gail's like, oh, can I join you? He says, not at all. <laughs> okay. She says, is it okay if I join you? I guess, because your not at all comment made no sense with what I just said. What did she say? I said, can I join you? And you said, not at all. Oh. <laughs> like, no, you cannot come at all. <laughs> so she does. She's like, let me just get my jacket. And she reaches and she gets her jacket. And then Kenny hands her a little spy cam. He's real pleased with himself at how incognito he was. <laughs> he really was. So, okay, inside the party, they're going to watch a scary movie. The doorbell rings, and Stu goes to get it. And he tells Tatum to grab him a beer. Stu is in a Hugh Hefner robe at this point right now at the party. He is. He changes, though, because later he's in a sweater. Yeah. But he definitely was in a Hugh Hefner robe. For sure. At the beginning. So, he comes back, and he's like, y'all will not believe who is here, and y'all, it's Gal Weathers. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And also Dewey. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he's there, too. Poor Dewey. So they come in, and Tatum asks Dewey, you know, like, why are you here? I'm She's not pleased. Try to have fun with my friends. And Dewey's being real lame. He's like, oh, quit drinking that beer. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Dewey, come on. So Gail comes in, and she talks to people, and then she plants the camera by the TV, so it's facing the couches. And Sydney asks Dewey if they found her dad yet, and he's like, no, girl, not yet. Sorry about you. We're, like, we're at a party. Right? Quit worrying about your dad. Wet blanket ass. <laughs> And she asks if she should be worried. He's like, not at all. But at this point, Dewey knows she should, in fact, yeah, be worried. Yeah, she really so should be. He's a liar. So Tatum goes off into the garage to get Stu a beer. She's going to get several beers yes, for she does. for him. And she fumbles around on the wall for the Can light we, switch. We, oh, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. She I, opens I the door. Yes. And, and nipples. Like, 
It the, must be negative 45 degrees. The nippliest nipples you've ever seen. <laughs> the nippliest nipples. It's unbelievable. They are erect. <laughs> <laughs> you surprised me with that word. Yeah, they are real yeah, erect. Yeah. And so she opens the door and she messes, you know, to turn on the light, but she also hits the garage door opener at the same time. But she turns it back off and she goes over to the fridge and she gets some beers. And we see the the door close as she's doing this, like the door to the garage. And some rakes fall over and Tatum whips around because she's scared, but it's just the cat and the cat goes out the little dog door that's in the garage door. So Tatum heads over to the door to the house, but it's locked now. And then the light in the garage goes off and she's like, so she knocks on the door. She's like, shitheads, let me in. Let me in. I got all the beers. Nobody lets her in. So she hits the garage door opener to go out through the garage door. And she walks toward it, but then it stops going up and starts to go back down. And she turns and guess who's here? Ghostface killer. <laughs> he is. And she thinks it's Randy. Poor Randy. Everyone thinks it's <laughs> Everyone's like, Randy. What did Randy do to deserve this? Just be a creep, I guess. Like, he's not even that creepy in the sh- movie, like. Poor Randy. I feel like he's, you know, getting the he bad rap the here a little bit. He's not getting the shaft because we find out later That's, he's a virgin. He's a virgin. <laughs> so she asks if it's Randy and the ghost face shakes his head no. And she walks up to him and she's like, can you lose the outfit? Because if Sydney sees it, she's going to flip. Flip. And he won't move. He's standing in front of the door to the house. He won't move. And she's like, oh, you want to play psycho killer? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah I do. I he, do. Nods. he nods. And she goes, can I be the victim? This victim. And she says, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. (laughs) Oh, boy. And she tries to move past him, but he still will not move. This is just a typical man, like, not listening to what women want. (laughs) You know? And she's at this point, she's like, okay, this isn't funny. Like, I I, I played along, but can you really get the fuck out of the way? sure. And he kind of grabs her, and she drops the beers. And then he whips out that knife and cuts her arm. Sliced. Rude. So she runs off, and he follows her, and she hits him with the fridge door. You ever notice in this movie? I always notice this at the beginning. He, like, he cries out a lot. Because he gets hit a lot. He's always like, oh, ow, oh. <laughs> So he falls down and she runs and presses the garage door open button that's on the wall. And he gets up and so she starts throwing some of the beer balls that didn't break at him and hitting him. So he's covered, you know, in beer like now. Boom, roast them. Yeah, <laughs> left and right. And she runs toward the garage door, but I guess it didn't go up because it's still on the ground. And she tries to squeeze her ass out the dog door. Them big titties ain't getting out that mm-hmm. dog door. Girl, no, those titties do not fit. Mm-mm. But he goes over and he raises the door and oh, she goes up with it, and then she gets crushed. Her, Her head, head gets all. We have to see that wonkiness yeah. happen, which is gross. Which I don't, I don't think. I think the the garage door would have just stopped because it's too heavy. But no, this definitely would never have happened yeah. in real life. No, absolutely not. But but okay, well, we'll it roll happens. With it. She gets crushed and he opens the door to the house and just goes back in. Somehow it's now unlocked. <laughs> Just breezes back into the home. And back at the party, some of the people are leaving. And Sydney's looking around for Tatum. And Stu says, yeah, I don't know where she went. And then Billy, Jack in the Box, pops Oh, up. Jack in the Box. He's back. He's at the front door. He wants to talk to Sydney alone. alone. And Stu goes, why don't y'all uh, go up to my parents' room, you know? To talk. Or, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, creep. And Sydney's like, you know what? Yeah, we do need to talk. So they head upstairs. Randy is pissed because he's like, ah, oh, there, there goes, goes my chance. chance. No, bitch, you never had a chance. No, you didn't have a chance. Stu just laughs at him. 
because Randy's like, what's Leatherface doing here? He's so rude. <laughs> and Stu's like, well, they came to make up. And yeah, then Randy says, there goes my shot with Sid. No. Darling, you didn't have a shot. Poor baby. And in the van, Kenny is now turned on the TV to watch the camera that Gail planted. But then suddenly Gail shows up and he's like, oh shit, there's a delay. And he asks her how long it took her to walk from the house and she's like, mm, you know, I don't know. He goes, okay, it's probably about 30 seconds to life. We don't know. So we're back in the bedroom with Sydney and Billy and they, she's like, you know, um, and Billy says, look, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, you know no, what? I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I've been selfish and self-absorbed with all this PTSD girl, bullshit. don't let him turn this on you. He, he, his gaslighting has won. And she's like, I can't wallow in the grief process forever. You know, I can't lie to myself about who my mom was. And she's, she tells him she's afraid that she's going to turn out like her mom. And he's like, <laughs> again, <laughs> Billy, he says, you know, it's like Silence of the Lambs. And she's like, but my friend, this is not a movie. It's real life. And he's like, yeah, it's definitely a movie. This is all a movie, but you just can't pick your genre. And then this bitch says, why can't I be in a Meg Ryan movie? Or even a good porno. Bitch, come on. You, you, he touched the outside of your leg and you didn't like it. You're not going to be a good porno. Ago. You're not going to be in a porno. But they're kissing. But Billy's like, oh, wait. What? Like, porno. Okay. And she says, you heard me. And he asks if she's sure. And she's like, yeah. So they get down to business. Not that we see anything. No. They're still kissing. They make out. Point. And downstairs, everybody has decided they're going to watch Halloween. And at this point, Randy decides he needs to explain the rules of horror movies yes. to everybody. Very enthusiastically. Yes. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one. You can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh! You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Back in the van, Gail and Kenny are watching the camera as Randy begins to explain the rules. And then there's a knock on the van door, so they hide the screen. But y'all, it's just Dewey again. He's back. And he tells them that the sheriff called and reported a car in the woods. And he wants to know if Gail wants to go and have a look with him. He's trying to get his Mac on. Uh-huh. She thinks they're going to drive. Yeah. He's like... No, girl, let's walk. It's a nice it's a night. Nice night out. Is like, it? Okay, now you're getting a little creepy, There's Dewey. a serial killer on the loose, yeah. Dewey. Can we not be wandering like, is, around? Is Dewey the killer? Maybe. Maybe. Anybody is the killer Anyone's at this point. We killer. don't know. So they walk off down the road. And back in the house, more people are leaving. And someone asks where Tatum is, and Stu tells them she probably got mad at me and bailed. But we know she didn't. Up in the bedroom, Sydney and Billy, they still have their clothes yeah. on. I said, they still haven't fucked. <laughs> they still are fully They're clothed. They're fully clothed. Like, what have y'all been doing? Just making out. I guess. Jesus. Boring. We get a little sequence of cuts between Sydney and Billy and then Randy and the folks watching yeah. Halloween. Because Randy's like, oh, this is where the, the tits happen. And then we see Sydney whip her top off finally. But she has a bra on. on. This white. The white. Like. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Do better. 
She does eventually take the bra off, but we don't see anything. No titties. No. But downstairs, the phone rings and Randy answers it. Randy is wasted. He yeah, is he is. like He's had like two beers. He's like, because you know Randy's a lightweight. For sure. But he answers it and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. All right, holy shit. And then he turns and he tells people left. He's like, oh my God, they found Principal Hembry dead. And he's been hung up from the goalpost on the football field. And all these dudes get up and rush They're out. They're like, yeah, let's go see him before they cut him down. So rude and sensitive. Right. And they leave out the front door. And Kenny in the van sees them get in their cars and drive off. Gail and Dewey are walking down the road flirting it up. On their midnight stroll. It's gross. And then the cars come and, like, almost kill them. And they jump off the road. And then they, of course, tumble down a little hill. And Dewey lands on top of Gail. Of course he does. And then they make out a little bit. But Dewey's like, look, girl, I'm on duty. I can't. A man of his badge. He's on duty. And she kind of laughs. And then she sees the car they're looking for. And so Dewey goes, oh, shit, this is Sydney's dad's car. You know, why is he here? So they take off back to the house, y'all. Upstairs, Sydney is now getting dressed. Because, so apparently it took him 10, 15 minutes to get into the fucking. And then the fucking was like... Two seconds, because now they're fully dressed. There was no cuddling afterwards. No, he has his no... shirt off, yeah. but he's putting it back on. <laughs> She's brushing her hair out with Stu's mom's brush. Which she probably doesn't appreciate, but okay. I, if I was Stu's mom, I wouldn't. I'd be real mad. Yeah. She asked Billy who he called when he got arrested, and he goes, oh, my good, my dad. Um, after sex talk, like, it's creepy. Yeah. He says he calls her his dad, and Sydney's like, but the sheriff called your dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I got my Randy impersonating Stu voice on there. And Billy's like, okay, yeah, but when I called, there wasn't an answer. So I mean, like she does that thing that like every woman does when she knows your huh. ass is lying. Yep. Huh. Huh. <laughs> and Billy huh. goes, You don't still think it was me, do you? <laughs> and said, No, no, not at all. But I just find it funny. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if it would have been you, it would have been super fucking clever if you called me for your one call to throw me off your trail. And he goes, Oh really? Yeah, bitch. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's got a point. So he gets up in her face, and he's like, what do I have to do to prove to you I'm not a killer? Like, not be the killer, Billy. I don't know. (laughs) So she's like, oh, oh my God, Billy. Because then Ghostface comes up behind Billy. Right behind you. And he stabs Billy as Sydney watches. and diced. And Billy calls for her, and, you know, she's crying. He falls on the ground. It's not dramatic. He reaches out his hand. It's It's like, so Ghostface comes after her. He's like, bitch. He wipes that blood oh, off that yeah. blade. She's like, I don't want to contaminate mm-hmm. my scenes. Nope. And he goes running for her. And she runs out. She tries to go downstairs. He blocks her. She runs like into an attic or some shit. And she eventually goes out the window. He shows up in there. And he grabs her and throws her kind of <laughs> off the roof, basically. But luckily, she lands on a boat. Because, of course, Stu has a boat. Of course, his parents have a boat. They're and rich. she's not hurt at all. <laughs> not, she's not even bruised. Like, if you really <laughs> landed on this boat. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, damn. There'd be a moment of, like, oh, ah. Yeah, at least the wind would get knocked out of you. This bitch just jumps up. Like, she <laughs> basically fell two stories onto this boat. <laughs> like, And it's unscathed. You know, whatever. But she climbs off. And she looks back up and she doesn't see Ghostface. But she does see Tatum. Tatum. Dead. From the garage. So inside, Randy is still watching Halloween while all this is going down. Everybody's gone. He's alone. And he's talking to the movie. Because Jamie Lee is getting stalked by Michael Myers. And he's like, Jamie, look behind you. Look behind you. behind you. And we see Ghostface creeping up behind him. He's right behind him. And then we go to Kenny in the van. He's watching, you know, Randy watch the movie. And Sydney runs up to the van and bangs on the door. And 
He lets her in and she's like, the killer's in the house. And they both turn and see Randy on camera with Ghostface behind him. And Kenny's like, look behind you, kid. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lag, Kenny. There's a lag. But Kenny, so Kenny opens the van door and he sees the house front door is open. He's like, shit, the 30 second delay. Yep. And then Ghostface slits his throat. Poor Kenny. R.I.P. Kenny. R.I.P. And he falls down and Sydney shuts the van door. <sighs> He's able to get a little stabby stab into her shoulder, but it's, it doesn't seem that deep. But then she seems to bleed profusely a lot. from it. <laughs> yes. He tries to get in the van. She ends up climbing out through a hole in the back and runs o- off over a fence. So Gail and Dewey run back up, and Dewey has his gun out, and he's like, "Gail, can you? Is there a phone in the van? Can you get on that phone and call nine one one? Call the sheriff for backup." And he runs into the house with his gun. And he's looking around. We hear the TV playing. He's calling for Mr. Prescott because he thinks that's the killer at this point. Gail runs to the van. She looks for Kenny. He's not around. She sees all the blood around. She's like, "This, this yeah, this looks is, serious." But I'm just gonna get. In the I'm van. just. I'm. I'm gonna peace out. I'm gonna peace out. This looks. Too serious for me. She picks up her old school Zach Morris phone <laughs> to call 911 on. And then suddenly, before she can call, like, she calls it, but before she can say anything, Randy pops up at her window and he she hits the shit him. out of her. But she knocks him in the fucking face. She knocks him out with that phone. <laughs> because it's a Zach Morris 1996 phone and it's huge. It's humongous. And he falls down. She starts the van, but there's gunk all over the windshield. And she windshield wipers it off and we see that shit is blood. Mm-hmm. And Gail is like, fuck this place. I'm done here. I'm out of here. I can't handle this. So Gail just decides she's leaving. She's had it with this. She doesn't want to be part of it anymore. And she backs up and then she slams on the brakes. And then Kenny slides onto the windshield. Poor Kenny. I don't know how they managed to get Kenny up on top of the car on the van. They work really fast. Ghostface does work fast. I shouldn't say they. He or she works really fast. Yeah. So Gail, she screams and she's like, I'm sorry, can't even get off my fucking windshield. (laughs) And she kind of like jerks the wheel as she's driving. He slides off and hits the ground and she tries to drive off. But then Sydney's ass pops up out of nowhere and Gail swerves to avoid hitting her and wrecks the van. Tumbles down the hill, hit a tree. So Sydney runs back to the house. She's calling for Dewey and he comes out the front door and he falls down because he's been stabbed in the back. In the back. Poor Dewey. And Ghostface comes out. He just rips that knife right out of Dewey's back. And cleans it. He wants a clean knife for Sydney. He wants. Because he was like. He wants new blood every time. Every time. I'm not mad at him. So she gets in Dewey's Jeep because it's unlocked and she locks the doors and rolls up the windows and she tries to start the car, but then we hear a little tap, tap, tap on the glass. <laughs> and Ghostface is like, girl, I got the keys. Ooh, bitch, I got these keys. And then he just ducks down into the car. I don't know why, but he does. And he starts, you know, I guess pressing the unlock button. And then he raises the back. But she doesn't see She doesn't see it. Or hear it, apparently. Yeah, I guess it's very quiet. And then his cop radio goes off. So she gets on his cop radio and is like, help me, I'm over at Stu's house. Here's the address. The killer's trying to kill me. And he pops up in the back seat and they struggle. But she manages to get out of the car and run back into the house or toward the house, I guess, at this point. Randy rolls up now. He's woken up from Gail's beating. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Sid, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, shit's popping off. I can't be around this. And Sydney grabs Dewey's gun because she thinks Dewey's dead. He's like on on the porch. And she points at Randy and she's like, look, I don't know who's involved in this, but I can't be around you. Don't come up here. And Randy tells her, hey, I found Tatum. She's dead. I think Stu killed her. We got to get out of here. 
And then guess who shows up? Stu! He's here. He's here. Of and course. he's like, Sydney, Randy killed my Tatum. He's gone crazy. And so they're pointing it back and forth in the other and she one. She said, fuck you both. <laughs> and she shuts the door nah, on him. Not doing that. And they're banging on the door to be let in, but she's just like, go away. And then guess who pops back up? Old Jack in the Box Billy. He's back. He comes, he's at the top of the stairs. <laughs> he falls so dramatically he's down so these stupid. damn stairs. He's like, Sydney. And then he dramatically falls down the stairs. And she's like, oh my God. And she runs to help him. And he, he's like, we gotta go get help. And she just gives him the gun. Yeah. And he opens the front door and Randy busts up in there and he's like, we gotta get help. Stu slipped out. He's gone crazy. He's gone mad. mad. And Billy turns and he says, <clears throat> we all go a little mad sometimes. He's got that diabolical look mm. upon his face. He mm. has turned around like. And then he just shoots Randy. Yeah. Point blank. And this gun, I don't. Did they have shotgun shells in this bitch or what? Because Randy flies several feet back. <laughs> he, does. he doesn't just drop. He just like oh, explodes across it's the entranceway. Yeah. It's wild. It's, it's a lot. So Sydney runs over to Randy and, you know, try to help him or whatever. And Billy just kind of sucks on his little finger and he's like, mm, corn, corn syrup. syrup. <laughs> he's like, that's what Same they use for, and carry. for pig's blood and carry. And Sydney tries to run because at this point she's like, shit, this motherfucker cray. But Stu's behind her, and he blocks her exit. And he pulls out that little voice-changing device, and he's like, surprise, Surprise, Sydney. (laughs) It's a double team. It is. We got a double tag team situation here. So she pushes him, and she runs into the kitchen, but Billy blocks her. He stops her coming from out the other way. And she asks them what they're doing, and I'm like, Sydney, it's obvious, girl. (laughs) They're about to kill you. They're trying to kill you. So, (laughs) you know, Billy says, it's part of a game you know uh, it's a game called guess how i'm gonna die <laughs> and sydney says fuck you and billy goes look we already we played, already that, played game. that game Uh-oh. you lost girl <laughs> i'm like good one billy good that, that was a good one that was a burn, burn. <laughs> so Stu says they're gonna ask her a question and if she gets it wrong she's gonna die but also if she gets it right she's gonna it die a lose-lose situation and i'm like Sid. is there really an incentive to play the game <laughs> at this point because i was just like fuck you i'm out yeah i'm out goodbye so she tells, you know, she's like, y'all mofos are crazy. I don't want to be part of this. You're not going to get away with it. And Billy says, tell that to Cotton Weary. <laughs> we framed his ass good. And she asks him, why did you kill my bu- mother? You know, what was your motive? And Billy goes, I don't believe in motives. I don't. But honestly, if I did need a motive, it's because. Because <laughs> your whore mother. Because <laughs> your slut bag mom fucked my dad and made my mom leave. And that's why I'm an orphan. Not that he's an orphan because no, his dad's he's there. No, he's not. He has a dad and he's a grown-ass man. Right. right. You're 18 years old, Billy. Get over yourself. Right. <laughs> Your mom's not dead. Just... Stu is in the background like, mm, I did not know this yeah, my, so this like, information. He said, this is brand new information, which is like, so Stu was just doing this for the shit of it. Because like, he's, he's a follower. Yeah. <laughs> That's Stu's problem. He's, he's he, he tells us later he's, you know, susceptible to peer, peer pressure. pressure. <laughs> then Stu goes, wait, I have a surprise. It's really good. You'll like it. And Billy is holding oh, he's Sydney. Like, I'll be back. Stu. Oh, he's so dramatic. So he, Billy tells her, hey, it's after midnight. So it's your mom's anniversary, her death anniversary. We killed her exactly a year ago today. And now Stu's back. And he's got Sydney's dad. And dad's all tied up. Mm-hmm. Stu tells Sydney they're going to frame dad for these murders. He throws the voice thing into In his, his pocket. pocket. They put the cell phone that they're like, we cloned a cell, so. I don't know how these two dumbass teenage boys are like criminal masterminds. Me either. 
And they definitely got away with killing her mom. Yeah, and framing Cotton, and they are dumb as fuck. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But Stu's like, we're going to, you know, this is how it's going to go. You think about it now, huh? Your daddy's the chief suspect. We cloned the cellular. Evidence is all right there, baby. What if your father snapped? Your mother's anniversary set him off, and he went on a murder spree killing everyone. Except for Billy and me. We were left for dead. Then he kills you and shoots himself in the head. Perfect ending. I thought of that. <laughs> Watch this. Yeah. Yeah! I'm ready, baby! Head out! Get up! Yeah, man, get up! Head out! Go on, man! Jesus! Oh, shit! My turn! Stu has left. <laughs> the sanity has left the building. Yeah. And Stu's like, man, that kind of hurts. Yeah. Like, you went a little deep. And he's like, my turn. And you can tell there's a little tension Yeah, now. he's like, I'm getting you back, motherfucker. So Billy goes, okay, well, stay to the side. Don't go too deep. Yeah, he's like, I know. I just, like, stabbed the shit out of you. However, mm-hmm. like, for me, take it easy. He, like, turns around and I'm grabs precious. Sydney to brace himself. Yeah, I'm real precious. <laughs> so Stu's like, yeah, for sure. I will not hurt you. And then stabs the shit out of him, too. It's like, he ooh, I got a little zealous there. Deserved it. <laughs> Billy is pissed. And he wants that knife back. And they kind of fight over it a bit. Finally, Stu does give it to him, though, because he is a bitch. Yeah, he is. And he tells Sydney that everybody's going to die but them because they have to stay alive to play in the sequel. And let's face it. These days, you got to have a sequel <laughs> and there's spit fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Matthew, calm down. <laughs> Why is he salivating so much right know. now? But Billy stabs him again. Yeah, he's slicing nice and stew. He's getting a little... I, Billy he's likes getting it. off on it. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> Billy's dick is so time. hard right now. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> So Stu is like, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sydney is like, y'all have seen one too many movies. Y'all fuckers are crazy. Y'all crazy. And Billy tells Stu to go get the gun while he unties Sydney's dad. So Stu, Stu turns to get it, but y'all, it's missing. Houston, we have a problem. And the Billy goes over there like, what the fuck you mean it's missing? And Gail pops up out of nowhere. She's like, hey, assholes, I have the gun. And then she goes, I have an ending for you. Yeah, she gives this whole like monologue. I thought she was dead. She looked dead, man. Still does. I've got an ending for you. The reporter left for dead in the news van comes to, stumbles on you two dipshits, finds the gun, foils your plan, and saves the day. I like that ending. I know something you don't. And Gail tries to shoot Billy, but uh-oh, safety's on. Oops. So he kicks her ass. <laughs> he, like, literally. Yeah, he kicks her and she falls unconscious very easily. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, it works better without the safety. And then he does this gross neck pop, <laughs> which I am oh, not a fan of. Ugh. That's how he, you know he's lost it. He is on the crazy train right now. Goes, I, I, I. <laughs> He says, this is Gail Weathers signing off. And he gets ready to shoot her. But then Stu goes, ah, oh, shit, man. Sydney and her dad are gone. <laughs> They're gone. And the phone starts to ring. And Stu goes, I love this. Should I let the machine get it? <laughs> but Billy picks up. He is not. Billy does not. He's losing his mind. <laughs> he is all over the place. And Sydney has that little voice thing. And she's like, are you alone, alone in the house? In the house. And he's. Over it. And I'm like, ah, 
bitch, turn the tables. Uh, uh. And he calls her a bitch. And she's like, we're going to play a game. It's called Guess Who Just Called the Popo? And we're pointed your ass. So Billy yells at Stu to find her. And he, Stu's like, I think you got, I think I'm dying, man. I'm getting woozy. I'm a little woozy here. I love it. <laughs> So Billy hands the phone to Stu and he walks off and then he just goes and throws a bitch fit in the li- in, like, in the living room. He's cutting up the couch. He's ripping it and his feathers, feathers flying everywhere. He's so mad. He's throwing a huge like titty fit in the background. <laughs> like, oh, I wanted to murder so bad. Sydney says, Stu, what's your motive? You know, they're on the phone and Stu's like, I'm just really susceptible to that peer pressure, man. Billy comes back. He grabs the phone from Stu and he yells at Sydney. That he's gonna kill her, and she's like, "You gotta find me first, you pansy ass mama's boy." Oh. Burn. You know he loved his mama. That apparently a little much, honestly. So he throws the phone. He hits Stu right in the face. <laughs> like, Ow! <laughs> and this is when he goes and has the fit in the other room. I'm sorry. This is when he goes and has what, out of that outfit. It's a huge ass fit. He's stabbing cushions, like feathers, feathers everywhere. It's ridiculous. He. So he's bloody and the feathers are getting They're on him. So like hand. now he's all like tarred and feathered. He it's looks, ridiculous. Yeah. Stu picks Beth phone back up and he's like, did you really call the police? And she goes, you bet I did. And he goes, my, my, parents, mom, and my mom and dad are going to be so, so mad. mad at me. <laughs> Billy finally chills out a tiny bit. He's like, calm down, man. I got to kill this bitch. And goes into the foyer and he opens the garage door that goes into the garage and he's looking for Sydney and she pops out of nowhere. People love to pop out in they this do. movie. Everyone's a jack in the box. And she stabs him with an umbrella. Yes. Which I'm not sure how this would actually go through his flesh. <laughs> Pointy is that umbrella. Also, Sydney is wearing the scream get up. She has put she put it back on. Which Why I don't... did she take the time to do this? That and then like so if you call the cops and they're on their way, like they could mistake you for exactly. this fucking killer and, and then just shoot you. you. But, but cool, Sydney, good okay. idea. I don't. Whatever. She stabs him a couple times and she knocks the gun away from him and then stews back. He decides he's going to give one last fight <laughs> and he punches her and they have a little tussle. And he's pulling through the feathers. Yeah. And they, he pins her down, but then she hits him with a lamp. And she manages to push it to the TV onto his head. So, RIP, Stu. Yeah, he, like, gets electrocuted. Yes, he does. Very dramatically. I don't think that would actually happen either, but it's okay. I'm not sure about that. It does seem suspect, though. It does. But Billy is still down, so Sydney walks over to him, and she picks up the mask. Because I guess she took it off. Yeah, she took it off at, right after she cut him. She's like, fuck this. And then Randy grabs her hand. And she's like, oh my God, Randy, I thought you were dead. And Randy's like, I should be, but I'm really happy that I'm a virgin. So I've never been so happy to be a virgin. I'm like, give it a rest, Randy. We know your rules. Everybody knew that you were a virgin, Fuck. Randy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that. It's not a surprise. So Billy pops back up and he ah, grabs Jack Sydney the box. and he pins her down. They're fighting. He starts to choke her. She sticks her finger in one of his umbrella wounds. Well, and like, he, Randy doesn't even like, he tries to help her. a little bit. And then Billy just fucking knocks him out. Like with. A lame punch, but it just <laughs> knocks him ass, his ass out. It's not cold. really part of this, yeah. So Billy pulls up to stab. Again, the overdramatic stab. You know, hands He'll above his head. get them every time. And Gail just shoots his ass, lights him up. And he falls pop, down. Pop, pop, pop. tat, tat. <laughs> and Sydney helps Randy get up, and they go over to Gail. And Sydney takes the gun from her, and they all walk back over to Billy. And Randy goes, listen, be careful, because this is the moment when the supposedly dead killer just comes back to life for, for one, one last more scare. scare. And, of course, Billy does. He pops up. 
Jack in the Box is right up, and Sunya's like, not today, Pop. bitch. Not right in, in my head. movie. Yeah. Not in my movie. And then her dad busts out the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I would have instinctively shot this motherfucker, too, because like, he just pops Same. out, and I would be like, pow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Sorry about you. Read the room. And, and then the cops and the ambulances show up, and we see that Dewey is, in fact, alive. Yay! And Gail has a new cameraman and team. <laughs> and fucking poor Kenny, R.I.P. Didn't even have time Replaced. for it nope. to say R.I.P. for Kenny. She's reporting about, you know, on the, the scene events, and that's the end, y'all. Yeah. She's got an exclusive firsthand. She does. I got, like, the last word. She's like, come on, move it. This is my big shot. Let's go go i'm like okay gail boss bitch gail weathers boss bitch screen fades screen fades scene let's rate this hoe yes all right so for chucky jump scares what do you give it i gave it a three okay okay there's a lot billy pops up like 500 times Randy pops up, Stu pop. They all pop up at some Everyone point. Everyone pops up. Yeah. I gave it a four because so many people pop up all the fucking time. And it's not necessarily like super scary, but it's a lot of jumpies. Okay, you're right. I'm going to change mine to 3.5. Okay, because we're half people now. We are half people, as we do. As we do now. Okay. What about for Freddy for mind fuckery? I gave it a two. Okay, why? I just don't feel like there's a lot of like mind shit going on the the whole thing is we don't know who the killer is but that's like every horror movie I, you know i think i have overrated this movie in yeah. every way and mm-hmm. i give it a 3.5 because like we never know who it is they're always calling like these women and they're like fucking with them that were are they here are they not like mm-hmm. okay. okay 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 what about for gore for leatherface i gave it yes. a 3.5 there's a, a decent amount of gore. She's bloody, like, the whole last part of the movie. Stu's all bloody. Billy has fake blood all over him. I gave And it then, f- of course, the gutting. Yes, the I gave it a four because of the gutting. It's the guts, the smushed head. Like, you don't see a lot of the guts is, the, I guess, the only reason I gave it a 3.5. Okay. I mean, it's there a has quick been flash. Right. Yeah, for Way sure. Way gorier. Um, Hannibal, how smart. Okay, and maybe this is me being nostalgic i gave it a 4.5 oh me too my exact (laughs) one because who knew it was two right right that's a shock and then also i felt like this film was just pretty clever in the way that they presented it it's very meta Mm -hmm. you know with the whole here are the horror movie rules and you're like those are like what always happens you know it's very like aware of itself it is it pokes fun at itself but also is super smart and like I said, like, everyone in this movie, like, if you hadn't seen it before, right? Like, you're watching it for the first time, like, who is it? Everyone's a suspect. Everyone seems like it could be them. Yeah, and everyone has, like, some little creepy exactly. something at some point. Another like, oh, shit, maybe it's the exactly. principal because he's dressed up now. He's sling- slinging those scissors <laughs> around. And our last one, Pennywise. I gave it a 4.5. I gave it a 5. I knew you would. <laughs> I love it. I, I love just, it so I mean, much. I think it's a 4.5. Okay. All right. So what's that uh, bring your total score to? That gives me a total of 18 out of 25. So a pretty decent score. I got a 21 wow. out of 25. Because this is my shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's your highest score. I think it is. That's super high. It's so high. And it's not, it's not one of the greatest horror movies ever. No. It's just probably one of my favorite ones. It's and fun. It's, it's 
It's fun. It really revived that whole like teen mm-hmm. genre too. I feel like of teen yes. horror movies. I you agree. Know? All right. What are we doing next week? Kim? We are doing Midsummer. Yeah. I haven't seen Midsummer. I haven't either. So it's going to be a, a new one for both of us. Yeah, that'll be We're fun. excited, and it was a special request. So. Yes, it was. So that'll be fun mm-hmm. and exciting to do. So don't forget, of course. You can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Room 237 The Podcast. We are. We're on Twitter at Room 237 The Pod C1. Or you can send us an old fashioned email at Room 237 The Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And to also rate and review us on yes, iTunes. Please. It really helps uh, other people find us. It does. And it makes us happy in our heart. <laughs> Gives us a little smiley smile. It does. Brightens our day. All right, guys. Until next time. Be stay safe. safe. Bye. Bye.